Hello and welcome. This is Connie Reagan-Green with another call in the podcast series. To listen to all of the calls, go to hugeprofitstinylist.com and look on the sidebar on the right. Today, I'm very excited to be speaking with Paul Tobman. Welcome, Paul. Hi, how are you? I am fantastic. I'm so thrilled to finally have you as an interview on the podcast series. And you are someone that I have known and admired now for, I want to say, two and a half to three years. Does that sound about right? I, th- I think it does, yeah. I mean, all this time, the the times that we've seen each other, the times that we've talked, uh, yeah, this is great to finally be able to hook up and get this get this done. I'm yes, excited. Yes, and like so many people, and I always like to point this out, you and I did meet in person at a live event and have continued to see each other at live events and have many, many mutual friends and colleagues through live events. Yep, and I like when we get to call each other up and say, hey, which one are you going to? Ooh, I'm going to that one. Or <laughs> I didn't know about that one. I'm going to check this one out. So, yep, it's great. Yes, and never, more run than ever. You can never emphasize enough the importance of, of going to those live events, even if people think they don't know enough to be there. That's right, and that's one reason, you know, to go. Many many times when I when I started, I I knew nothing. But that's not your case, Paul. You did not really come to the internet, uh, in you know, in my position and many people's position, where we just really didn't have any skills. You have more of a technical background. So tell us, you know, how did you get started? What's your background, and how did you come to the online world? Okay, well. It's it's actually kind of funny because going way back, and this is probably going to be more history than you ever thought you'd get from me, but when I was in in uh, junior high, no, actually it was high school, I'm sorry, it was high school, my father signed me up for this computer course. It was like after school program where some people would go to, you know, ceramics or do, play soccer. My father said, ooh, I found this computer course. I want to sign you up for it. So I was like, yeah, sure, I'd do that. So I, I went to that, and I was immediately hooked. This was back in the early days of, you know, when Apple first came out with their, their personal computers, and, you know, it was an exciting time because nobody knew anything. But I absorbed it. I loved it. And much to the dismay of my father, although it was I, – I would kid him and say, you know, it's your fault I went into computers. I was actually a computer science major. My dad was a composer-conductor. So he would have absolutely loved if I went into music, and I became first chair of the major symphony. And I had the skills and the talent to do that. I played trumpet. But I decided to go the techie route. And uh, so, yeah, I started out um, originally with computer programming as a comp sci major, which, ironically enough, you know, some of that background does help, but with the things that I'm doing now online, completely different, completely different. Well, I'm so glad you shared that. I really didn't know most of of what you just shared. And, you know, um, I love that your father, you know, took that step to really try to get you signed up for something that he thought you might be interested in. That's really something. And the fact that you have that music background, I know for me as a former teacher, I always felt that music and science and math and technology were very connected. Did you see things that way? Yeah, that's that's true. There's actually a book called Godel, Godel, Godel Escher and Bach, The Eternal Triad. Huh. And there it's basically talking about that. You know, there's um, G. 
O-D-E-L, I believe, is the, the first person. Second one is Bach, who's, you know, the composer. Mm-hmm. And Escher, M.C. Escher, which I'm sure most people have seen, he's the one with the drawings that kind of go in a circle where they're going down, but then next thing you know, they're back at the top, and you go, wait, they're going downstairs. How'd they go back? Do you know what I'm talking about? Have you I do. I do, yes. I, I didn't know it had a name. Yep, that's, that's <laughs> actually the the artist. His name is M.C. Escher. And uh, there's a whole book talking about how music and science and math are all interrelated and it's all in the mind and, you know, the same side or parts of the brain. So, yeah, so I got the real technical, I got the bug for the technical and the science and the math part, and that's the direction that I took. Excellent, excellent. Well, when you decided to come online, was it because that you really weren't enjoying the technology any longer? What what really got you moving toward the Internet world? No, it was, you know, I was, I consider myself online. I actually had a website back in, you know, the late, late 80s, which was still unheard of. This was before all the search engines, and I remember they actually were publishing books, physically printed books, of website directories. So I thought, you know what, this is cool. Let me start designing websites and figuring all that out. So, you know, I hunkered up and I looked at some sites that were out there at the source code and I kind of started to learn HTML and using Notepad and you know, all the great tools that didn't exist. And I started to build websites. And then I advanced and I kind of moved on. Ultimately, I was working with Dreamweaver. Um, and building sites for clients. Okay, and, and what, what year was, was this, Paul? So, so the the building the sites for people was probably late, probably late 90s, early 2000s. Okay, because so, that's when I was getting the students in my classroom interested in technology in one form or another, right, during those years. Yeah, so that you know, that's kind of when things are still stirring up. That's when there was only one browser, right? What was it? Um, oh, AltaVista. Oh, oh. You remember them, AltaVista? Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Lycos, I remember Lycos. Yep, those are the search engines. This was this was at a time when you actually had to purchase browsers oh. as software for your computer. So things have drastically changed through the years. But yes. if we fast forward, um, probably it wasn't too long ago. I want to say maybe ooh, 2005, 2006 perhaps, I started hearing everything about you know the Internet and e-commerce, and you can make money online. And, and you know, my first thought was, well, I'm making good money with with websites. But then I realized that you know everything that people were doing with selling things and the whole marketing aspect, which is something that I never ever got into. I never did anything with sales or marketing. So I actually took a course where one of the things that they were teaching was this platform, this website building tool called WordPress. And being the snob that I was, I thought. Pfft, I don't need no stinking tool to build a website. I build <laughs> websites. I like do the real thing. I don't need this plug and play stuff, you know, anything like that. <laughs> so so I took the course and I kinda learned the internet marketing 
pieces, and I thought it'd be easy to kind of, you know, integrate that into what I was currently doing. And that worked a little bit. Um, One thing that was great about the course was it gave me the opportunity to take it again if I wanted to. And was this online, this course? Yep, this was an online course. It was taught via, like, a GoToWebinar. And uh, it was once a week you signed on and there was a teacher teaching things. And you could, you know, most people taking the course couldn't follow along, so the replays were there and, you know, everything that's almost like a standard now. Yes. But it was leading edge. Um <laughs> So I took the course again, and and I woke up one day and said, you know, if I'm going to take this course again, I paid a lot of money. I mean, thousands and thousands of thousands of dollars to learn what they're teaching me. I should, you know, put aside what I know and just follow what the experts are telling me. It seems like a novel concept. They're successful. They're using these tools. Just go ahead and do what they do. So I did that. And right away I realized, wow, even though I'm a snob, even though I can still code you know, by hand if I had to, this is really great for my clients because they can make the changes that they need. They don't have to call me up and say, oh, you know, I want to change the hours of the store from 10 o'clock in the morning to 9 o'clock. Can you make this change for me? Or, oh, I want to you know, put up something else or change something. The flexibility that WordPress had, I thought, was fantastic. It was, you know, the the ideal solution where big things I could still help them with, but all that little trivia, changing text and coming up with new content, you know, I liked it because I got paid for it, but it was still more of an inconvenience. So from that point on, you know, just about everything that I did was going towards WordPress. I converted a lot of the current clients that I had at the time to WordPress, um, I still have a couple who have kind of resisted and just said, no, I want to keep what I have, and they're kind of dwindling off. But that's that's kind of how things happened. Excellent. Because, yeah, because I was one of those people that, you know, when I came online, once I saw that I could do a little bit on my own, then I was encouraged to actually do that. And, you know, part of it, like I think you mentioned that um, it's you like making the money from it, but it's tedious to do it and with me i didn't i didn't really want to spend the money but it wasn't that wasn't the whole issue i wanted to just feel like i was helping myself in a way where i could do a lot of things and not have to bother that person and also not have to wait while i made the changes sure you you actually empower yourself when you take control and you know what needs to be done and you know how to do it or you know even if you don't want to do it and you want to outsource it to somebody else at least you know what it takes to get that done. You may not know exactly, but you know that when somebody says, okay, sure, I can make that change for you. I can create a new page with your contact information, and it's only going to cost you $200. You'll know, wait a second. That seems a little steep. <laughs> so having that knowledge can you know, really help you financially if you really don't want to do everything yourself. Yeah, knowledge knowledge is power. Well, before we go any further, Paul, I want to make sure that people take a look at exactly what type of help that you give, and that's over at ConnieLoves.me forward slash WP 28 days. WP, the number two, the number eight days, D-A-Y-S. 
and that's how you can get started with Paul. He has lots and lots of fantastic training there. So, Paul, when was it that you started teaching other people then more formally with WordPress? Has that just been a couple of years? Um, that has been, I think I'm coming up to an anniversary of maybe three or four years with that. Uh, it, maybe a little bit longer. What happened was during this course that I was saying I learned all this Internet marketing, this WordPress stuff, um, I was actually creating a new site. So as I created and people in the course would share and critique and help out and that kind of thing, people would see things that I did that you know I thought were pretty easy and natural and because I went in and played around with it, they would go, oh, I like what you did there. Can you do that for me? So I said, yeah, sure, I can do that. And then they came back with, well, how much is it going to cost? And at first I was thinking, really, cost? I I was just <laughs> going to help you, but you want to pay me? Yeah, let's do this. So you know, I gave them a, a very, very reasonable quote, and they were happy. And word just got out through this group, and then the person who was actually teaching the course didn't really care to take on this additional work of individual help or doing the done-for-you service. So he started just announcing, you know, if anybody needs help, contact Paul. He does great work. So on my original site, which had nothing to do with WordPress, I kind of put up a secret page, right? It wasn't in my navigation. I thought it was so sneaky. And I had, like, my word, my secret WordPress services that people could go check out and you know, like install an opt-in or install a theme or just create an entire site or whatever it was. And really that just took off because there was a whole market out there for people who wanted help. So at that point I said, okay, it's time to do something a little bit more official. And that's when I created the website, you know, with WordPress now that's, that I'm just doing all the teaching and the helping and the coaching and everything else. Well, that's excellent. It's an excellent way to build a business, and uh, I love how you're sharing the story of the person who helped you because many times that's really exactly what can happen where the person that's in that position to send you business, it's because they really don't want to be involved with it themselves, and they're just happy that they know somebody that they know, like, and trust that they can personally recommend in that way. So it all fell into place for you. Yeah, well, I, would, I wouldn't say it just fell into place. It certainly took some work, and I guess that was my first um, JV partnership. Yes. Before I even knew it. Yes. It's like, oh, we have a good thing going here. So, yep. Yes, that's a wonderful way to think of it. Well, are there any times, though, Paul, where somebody really shouldn't do their own work, that they really uh, should just hire the work out on their WordPress site? That's really, I think it's an individual decision that people should make on their own. You know, I know a lot of successful, um, actually, what is this special? A doctor who's very specialized and successful, but still likes to tinker with his own little personal page. Well, mm -hmm. I say personal, his own practice page. Now, there's not a whole lot. It's not one of these super, you know, you've seen the, the super glamorous internet marketers website. He, he doesn't have anything like that, but he knows that he likes to, and that's kind of a stress relief for him. Rather than stitching up people, he can go home at night and, and tweak his site. 
So he likes that. He knows that if he screws up the website, he's not killing anybody. So I guess there's relief in that. Let's hope so. But, you know, the funny thing is if you think about what what his time is worth, right, as a successful physician surgeon, to be spending time on his website, you know, the the trade-off there is had he just spent another hour or two in his office or at the hospital, the money that he could be making as opposed to tinkering around with his website is, you know, there's a big difference there, right? There's a big gap. So I've always told people that they should, you know, they think about what their core competency is. And we'll use a standard example of somebody's a, a great basket weaver or dog trainers or, you know, any of these things. And that's what they're really good at. Well, stick to what you're good at and let somebody else take care of your website. Let somebody else take care of your bookkeeping. Let somebody else take care of the you know, the day-to-day operations, but you do what you do the best. I think that's excellent advice, and I think people – you know, would be uh, happier and have more time for, for other things if they if they tended to follow that that more. So another thing I want to ask you about, Paul, is that uh, WordPress and technology in general, it isn't your only niche. You also have another site and another niche that you started before or simultaneously. Tell us just a little bit about that. You're referring to my gratitude niche? I am. Okay, <laughs> so the site, my passion is called, all. the website is allaboutgratitude.com, allaboutgratitude.com, and it's, um, how do I say this? Well, it's all about gratitude. and that, that's, that's a good way my, to say it. That's, that's yeah. <laughs> um, and that was actually the first site that I, when I said I was building a site, that was the original site that I got into, and... I had no real plans of doing anything as far as monetizing it, and it's just something that I've always, you know, come natural to me because of a lot of things that happened in the past and um, upbringing. And, you know, I I say that I went from a riches, instead of a rags to riches, my my upbringing was a riches to rags story, and now I've built it up through the years back to the riches. So, you know, when you have a lot and then you go to have you, you have nothing where, where the phones are being cut off all the time because your parents can't pay the bills. And, you know, when I was in college, I had one semester that I attended where I just ran out of money. But I kept going to classes anyway. And then uh, the registrar finally called, caught up with me and said, you know, you're not going to get credit for these. I said, okay, not a problem. So the next semester, I registered for the exact same classes, took them all again. I had the money at that point because financial aid came in. So these type of things really help you be grateful for that which you have. Yeah, so I, I, I think a lot of people don't don't have that opportunity that you've had to experience that aspect of life. So that's what I decided that I wanted to just share with. And I thought, you know what, I don't even think anybody's going to find this site. I don't think anybody's going to care. But it certainly has grown and went far beyond what I thought ever thought it could be. 
So you never know what you you know what you think is going to be a personal little hobby uh, will explode into, and the impact that you can have by just sharing your experiences and sharing things that you feel and that you like. And um, I get emails from people that you know. I remember the first time I got it, I got this very heavy email from somebody saying, "Oh my gosh, you're changing my life." I really had nothing, and you're showing me how I can appreciate things, you know. And it was—I read it like, "What? Uh, this is this blows my mind." I—I'm not trying to do this. This is, you know, kind of wow. Yeah, I can so, imagine. I can imagine. Well, that's that's great that that you're doing that, and I I love reading what you're writing. So I think it has great value, and I think because it comes from a very personal place with you, I think perhaps that's why it's more powerful, mm-hmm. and that's uh, so important. So so important. All right. Well, what do you have planned for the for the future? How are you expanding what you're doing with your with your online business? Well, I. One of the things that I started to do about a year or so ago, maybe a little bit longer, was as people would come to me and ask about, you know, if I could help them out and and show them how to build a site, I kind of lined people up and, you know, found that on Tuesday night I would teach somebody how to do something and then on Thursday night I'd teach somebody else the same thing. So I decided, you know, let me just get everybody together and, and make it a group kind of training. So I've come up with a, a coaching program that's eight weeks that helps people um, go from nothing as far as a website to having a successful website. And uh, so I'm working on that, and that's always improving and expanding. Um, As you know, we we both go to NAMS, and we'll be down there a couple months soon. Yes, yes. The next one coming up is August 2013. So for people listening, go to namsatlanta.com. (laughs) <laughs> so that's always a, a great event uh, where we get to, again, it's a live event, so you get to meet great people, connect with them, um, possibly even work together, learn from each other. So I'll be teaching and speaking down there. All and right. then there's and all- I, I heard you're at a, an incredible event uh, coming up in uh, in Las Vegas. Is that true? Yeah, I, I heard there's something out in October, right? It is. So <laughs> we will be... We will be at the same event, at your event in October, and I'm looking forward to that. Yes, That's I think this is the first time we're sharing with people that uh, officially you're you're sharing the stage there with me and uh, going to be uh, part of that, that event, so I appreciate that very much. Yep, I'm excited about that because that's, that'll be fun. Yes, all right, well, Paul... I I appreciate you coming on so much because I believe that the message that you have to share is a powerful one, and I see how people relate to you, and I see that you're someone that's really able to be an excellent messenger, and not everyone has that gift. So when I see that with someone, I really want to share them with the world as, as much as possible so that I can, you know, kind of watch that whole process of, what they're doing, and I love I love watching your progress and seeing you're just a rising star in the internet field. 
Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Very kind. You're welcome. All right, I want people to be able to get started with WordPress because, yes, we can pay someone else to do everything, or we can try to learn by reading books. And I had several 500 or 700-page books I tried to learn from, but both of those are extremes. Instead, let Paul teach you everything. So if you need help with WordPress, go to connieloves.me forward slash WP28days and you can get started right away. He has lessons. He has the eight-week course that I highly recommend. And everything that he's doing will help you change your life by helping you change your sites and how you present yourself to the world. So do you have any last words of wisdom for people that are just getting started and they're not sure that they want to start with WordPress? And they're not sure. Well, I think the if you're not sure, I think people should always, and this is not just with WordPress, always explore your options before you make a definite decision. And when you build a website, there's definitely going to be time and other resources that are involved. So spend the inadequate amount of time and compare whatever or however you want to build it with whomever you want and take a look at WordPress. And at ConnieLoves.me slash WP28Day, you know, there's actually, you can, I give you instructions over 28 days on how to create a website, and that costs nothing. Right? So take a look at that and see um, if it is something for you. Chances are I think that you will enjoy it. And if you have any questions, just feel free to get in touch with me and reach out and say, hey, i got a question. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so again for, for being my guest today, Paul. It was my pleasure. Anytime, Connie, you're a great person. And anytime I can do something for you, I'm more than happy to do so. Thank you so much. Well, this has been another episode in the podcast series. Again, this is Connie Reagan-Green from Huge Profits, Tiny List. Make sure that you're subscribed so that you can hear all of the calls in the podcast series.